0: That's Arthi.
1: That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is.
0: Hey, Arthi. Hey, hey, hey. What do you think about EpiPens? I think
1: they are good to carry around you can check for your blood sugar while you're at it oh you know sometimes they can be used as markers do you even know what an epiphan
0: is (laughs) it's really obvious that they don't it was insane to me okay so we are recapping (laughs) Bollywood wives episode three which i like to call crabs with (laughs) garan because so we just talked about Real Housewives of Potomac being the Karen show. This is the Karen show. Karen show.
1: (laughs) So imagine everybody, if this is like if every season of every Real Housewives show had Andy Cohen popping up. Yeah. Mid-season.
0: Just a casual
1: lunch. Yeah, having a casual mini reunion just to get the drama started and then go back out.
0: It was so ridiculous. It was like they were doing just fine, having a great time, cursing at each other, laughing at each other, and Gunther was like, "Let me make you hate each other."
1: They walked in in such style, slow motion, and they sat so down. Stupid. They ordered they ordered all the food they could. Brown girl, we eat. But yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know they were bonding, and then he shows up. Why
0: did you have to come and spoil it? The- yeah, fuck off, Gudrun. Right? Yeah, it was. They were trying to make something out of it. He just kept talking to them about. It was such and- a. You know, we talked. We talked about like how Daisy people have the tendency of speaking over each other and talking really yeah. fast, and this and it was like Gudrun would ask questions, and in the middle of one answer, he'd be like, "Okay, yeah. Anyway, so I was like." What the fuck are you here for? You are so yeah, rude. Yeah, he would go like he was trying to ask and move the
1: conversation among all four of them, but he was doing it like in an in interview style. He's like, and what about you? And what yeah. about that? And uh, let's talk about the other thing that we decided we would talk about. It was so orchestrated,
0: the whole it thing. Was so weird. And one thing I think is really important to point out is that in India, when you say you're abusing someone, oh, yes.
1: <laughs> so there were so many words you had to talk about. Okay. There was like, Okay, let's go through it and we'll come to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. First thing they start talking about is body dysmorphia.
0: Oh my god. And it if was... you look it up on on in the on the dictionary. On the dictionary. It would be Sima. And then the funniest thing is Sima goes, no, no, it's just a word that she looked up. She goes, No, I didn't look it up, but I just know what it is. I'm like, bitch, what are you how what what are you talking about? <laughs> and then Maheep is harassing Pavna about her EpiPen. She doesn't understand how EpiPens work. I was like, this is, it's so crazy. To yeah, me
1: and then Karen like- immediately, like, midway through that EpiPen and uh, and uh, just like I just interrupted you, Karen just interrupts them. <laughs> and then he starts talking about, and what about Mahib and how she talks? And she's always calling me an asshole. I'm like, you just went from EpiPen to
0: asshole. In fact, that makes you an asshole. I do I
1: was like, why are you here? And yeah. He's like and then so who mentions this like sophisticated
0: barking? That's Oh yeah, yeah. Sima yeah. says that if there was a word to describe Maheep, it would be if there was a so more sophisticated way of saying barking, then that would be Maheep. And Maheep is like, That's true. She's yeah. like, Yeah, my favorite word is asshole. And she says, If I don't abuse you and I'm polite to you, I don't right. like you. And I was like, You ladies okay, have really got talk. to figure out how to use yeah. the word abuse. Yeah, no, like, it is pause. not flying I in America. Not, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is you have to pause and again i have to remind everybody the women are speaking hinglish not english okay <laughs> abuse when translated is could be anything the word that they are think thinking about tankara right yeah so that that is you know teasing. very very teasing and yeah. they are confusing teasing and abusing and you're being aggressive and you're like putting me down all the time you're you're ragging on me and that's what you're calling us abusive and if you talk to them about every other kind of abuse the only one they will other other than this that they would recognize as um you know physical abuse and but even then it would not be called abuse it would be called violence yes So if you use the word abuse in any other context in India, it would be terribly hard for them to understand what you're trying to say.
0: Exactly. They don't know what
1: abuse means. Yes. The real meaning in English. They don't know. There's no equivalent to that in India. So they're speaking English.
0: Yes. Speaking of abuse, the poor waiter that comes by and accidentally broke a glass. I was like, that guy, that kid is fired. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. He's about (laughs) to get abused. In the back of the fucking restaurant, they're about to be like, you, this and that, like the mara, the like he's about, he is a poor kid. I felt, yeah. I could see it in his face. He's like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm fucked. My handan is fucked. My whole family is fucked. Like, I was like, <laughs> you God, don't, it's not it's like, like America. <laughs> it's not like I'm America bad. where like you make break a break of glass at work. It's fine. That poor kid, he's going to pay for it for 15 generations from now. Okay. Yeah. And that too could enjoy her. And neither, yes,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm <laughs> looking up what uh, "kandan" would mean in English.
0: Family. When it's more than family. Your generations of family. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's like your not just your immediate family, your extended family, and you're, their kids. More you're you're... Rockefellers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your exactly. dynasty your dynasty (laughs) yeah your dynasty is fucked yes that's
1: what it means
0: (laughs) exactly exactly it's perfect Um, So this whole thing is just a way for like Garan to figure out a thing for everybody to fight on. They talk about all kinds of different things. They talk about one thing I found really interesting was knowing that Neelam got married at 40. I was like, go Neelam. Yeah. And and this was the second marriage. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot
1: of Neelam that you
0: you don't know. Because Neelam is really protecting a lot of it. Yeah. And I'd really like her to open up more.
1: Yeah. I think this was the second marriage.
0: Oh. I, I mean, love for that. her.
1: I don't know if this was second marriage for him, but it, this was second marriage for her, and he was in multiple relationships before that. Yeah, but this may be his first marriage. But I think Elam was a divorce. Who was she married she... to before? I have no idea. Some kind, some other producer, I guess. <laughs>
0: oh yeah that's I either mean, a, that. a jeweler or a producer she was a rishi satya son of a businessman Ah, uh, that would 2000 a yeah i just thought it was really cool that she very casually talks about that and i was like oh, okay good for you because you know yeah. people getting married in their 40s is like yeah it's like coming out of the closet yeah. basically yeah it's an equivalent yeah. in south asian culture yeah we find out a little bit about how they all met each other i guess some yeah. of them met each other at each other's engagements Seema and Maheep met a few days after Seema got married and Maheep totally talked down to her was like, Who got married to him? You mm-hmm. I was like, That's <laughs> such a typical Daisy thing to do. Maheep right. seems like a monster. But I have to tell you. Very relatable.
1: Very relatable. I no,
0: she's growing on me. She's, she's a relatable monster. I, I mean,
1: truly I'm telling you when I first started, Maheep was the one that I dreaded when I the first episode I was like oh my god this person is going to be terrible and uh, I'm going to be like cringing but I have to say episode three my heap is truly growing on me she I think she's completely misunderstood and she has a warm heart and she just goes you know she she she's so extra Mm -hmm. she's deliberately extra and that and that is like a fake persona of hers
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. I think that all of this cussing and asshole and fuck you right. and all this stuff and all this La ball and my kids and this, like, obviously. That's come, that person.
1: is coming from a a coming from deep insecurity, but also yes. it's but it is also very relatable and very, um very human. Of You know, it just made me feel warm towards it. Like, I, I understand this person now.
0: I mean, I still don't. I'm not fully on board no, she's with her. Not,
1: but I understand. But does, I also feel I'm like nuts, she might be. Not,
0: there's, a, there's
1: a bit of sadness there.
0: Yes. I also feel like she might be. I think Seema and her are probably the realest on the show. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So we also find out that Bhavna and Seema are related because Bhavna yeah. is technically Seema's aunt. We learned that apparently Maheep has a jewelry, jewelry line. I was like, Maheep has a jewelry line? Do yeah, we know they, this? I didn't know yeah. this. No, I told you, two of them are
1: jewelry designers, uh, you know, and then two of them consider themselves design, uh, you know, clothing designers.
0: But like Maheep's only ambition is her kids. And Karen's like, why don't you care about your jewelry brand? And Maheep goes just, she's like, she's crazy over her kids. And I was yeah. like, I get it.
1: I yeah. understand.
0: But I yeah. also know the kind of mom she, I'm telling you, that's a kind of abuse. And who's choice.
1: abusing who now? Yes. By
0: asking all these questions. Karen is there for the abuse. Yeah. you <laughs> find out that Karan has known them for 20 Well, Guran and Neelam have known each other for 20 years. Yeah. And, and they were in
1: a movie together. Karan used to act also.
0: No, no, they weren't in a movie together. Karan No, no, no. Karan had met Neelam because uh Neelam was in Agnipat which is a movie that Karan's dad made. Ah, okay. Yeah, lat but Agneepath, bitch. Like okay. come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they were they were she was in a movie together. She was in a movie that his father made and that's when he had met Neelam. Yeah. And one thing that Neelam says is, you know, we've known each other for 20 years as a group and we've never been this open with each other. And I was like, I what open? What? You're not even being that open. You're because, just talking about your I mean, kids.
1: And you know, one of you has an allergy and you don't even care. What are you talking about? What open? So how was- how, how superficial has all of your interactions been?
0: There it is. That's the thing. I think that that's probably why Karen came is to point out the fact that like actually they're quite superficial with each other. Is there's not a lot of like actual real conversation happening? I think it's very superficial, and I think that's why Gurdan came to like point that out. So I, I don't
1: think he was doing it out of goodness of the heart. I, oh I,
0: no, I, I think thought. he was doing it to tell them that they're actually <laughs> superficial, and then to yeah, masala.
1: Yeah, he was like, let me start this part because they are not going any deeper. Exactly.
0: Maheep and Pavna they start to talk about each other. Maheep says, because basically what Karan is doing is like, describe this person and that person.
1: Yeah.
0: Pavna says Maheep jumps to conclusions and that she only cares about the people in her inner circle. And that's when I was like, you know what? I might be Maheep. Yeah. (laughs) And Maheep, what does Maheep say? And Maheep says, yeah, she's like, yeah, that's true. True. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then you are mahip yeah exactly that would be your response exactly exactly like i was like Maheep mm. is a monster but i think i relate to her no um, and i like i like you
1: so i like mahip now
0: oh look at that yeah i wouldn't hide my age though so. <laughs> yeah there's no way you're only three years older than me mahip get the fuck yeah. out of here yeah um and then pavna everybody says is the people person and she likes to sit on the fence and now pavna says Just because I don't pop off on people, basically, she said, just because I don't pop off on people doesn't mean that I'm a people pleaser. I just really think about what I'm saying before I say it, which I have to say is not how she reacted later on at this lunch.
1: But... Let's talk about it. Also, it's not how Seema does anything. I think Seema speaks before she thinks.
0: Yes. Also, Uh, Bhavna is not that nice. So let's talk uh, about the drama. So the big drama that comes out of this lunch, which for some reason, quote unquote, spreads all over Mumbai. I was like, no, it didn't. Stop it. Yeah.
1: You mean, you mean, current Johar went to have a cup of tea with multiple different people. Exactly. And was like, oh, that's that's how it's spreading because that, you know, the Queen current is, uh, you know, spreading everything everywhere.
0: Yes, exactly. So it turns out that Seema had a friend who she had a falling out with who she had like a weird interaction with. Yeah. And she called Bhavna and she told her about it. Mm -hmm. And rather than. Helping her out or helping her defuse the situation, Pavna says, I really don't want to get involved. Yeah. And so Seema, and even when Seema's bringing this up, she's like, look, I don't really want to bring this up because you take things so personally. that yeah. I don't want to bring it up because I'm a little bit afraid to say yeah. anything to you. Yeah. And Bhavna does exactly what Seema it's said that she's afraid of yeah. Bhavna doing, which is she takes it super personally. Yeah. And first she denies ever remembering it. She didn't know yeah. the situation. Then yeah. she tells her who the person is and she's like, Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. And all of a sudden it goes from I don't really remember, remember to who? this is why I did it. This is why I did it. And super detailed. And I know exactly why I did it. Yeah. And every and Seema gets upset because Bhavna says, Clean your own dirty work. I'm not going to yeah. clean your dirty work. Yeah. And that's when Seema gets upset. And then yeah. Seema's getting hyped because she's like, you asked me to explain this to you. Yeah. And I did. And now at first you denied it. And now you're justifying it. Yeah. And now when I'm getting upset about it, you're telling me, can you talk softly? Yeah. And then she says, are we even that close anymore that I would clean each other's, well, that we should yeah. be cleaning each other's messes? Yeah. It's like, love wow. not you bitch. I love it. It was yeah. like a housewives level move on Povna. Yeah. The way she yeah. was reacting, I was like, hmm.
1: Yeah. From you Beverly like she had so many issues with Seema. Yes. She's not, she doesn't like Seema. And Seema knows she doesn't like her, which is yes. father Seema.
0: And Pavna won't be open about it. Yes. Is the problem. It's yeah. like you clearly have a problem with Seema and Seema's yeah. telling you. And rather than being it's open inauthentic- about it, you're being vicious.
1: Yeah, she's inauthentic to Seema and Seema can feel it. So see, Bhavna may say, oh, I like you and you're good friends. But at the same time, you can feel the resentment or you can feel the disgust or whatever. And you're like, well, your mouth is saying one thing, but I don't feel it. Yeah, Something's and
0: it's off. exactly. And so later on Pavna goes home and she calls her mom, <laughs> which like weirdly I thought was a really sweet scene. Yeah. Her mom tells her to calm down, basically. Yeah,
1: her mom is like, okay, calm down. You're not, that's not you. Just calm down and move on. And yeah. she's just like, okay, stop ta- calling
0: me. You're, yeah, you're basically her me. mom is like, um, I just came home from work and you're calling no.
1: me. About her, mom you're is like, uh, her mom is like, I am just learning to crochet and I finally got the right knot and I don't want to, <laughs> you know, stop talking to me right now. I need to move on.
0: Yeah, go bother a mate or something. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. Then Seema calls or meets with, or no, she calls Amrita Aurora, who is Malaika Aurora's sister, also another item girl. Yeah. Amrita.
1: I didn't know that. I, you know, I think that's where they'll say is probably where I come, sort of fell off. Mm. and stopped watching a lot of desi movies
0: i didn't see the next generation of item girls. oh so i didn't watch a lot of desi movies but i did we did have avs here which was like the indian yeah bollywood news and stuff and so we would watch that and that's how i knew about all of the things but i did go to movies a lot from i did see indian movies in the theater a lot once we moved to jersey which was 99 2000 so after that point for i want to say like seven years Mm-hmm. I definitely watched a good amount yeah. of Indian movies. I yeah. never watched Amrita Aurora in an Indian movie. I only yeah. know her from, like, all the good songs. Yeah. Seema is explaining to Amrita what yeah. happened. And Seema points out the thing that I noticed right away, which was that I don't care about what she said. It's the tone that Pavna took with her yeah. that was wrong. Pavna was so
1: very aggressive all of a sudden.
0: Exactly. And that's the they thing. Just, like, I, it's people the like, like, right away. Yeah. It's people She's like sure. that that act so cool. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't care. I'm a nice person. I like everybody. I'm so good to you. But the minute you call them out on something they did or you you express any type of disappointment or dislike Mm -hmm. on anything they did, they completely pop off. You know who else I got that vibe from? Mm -hmm. Lisa from Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lisa's the same way. Yeah. And I don't like that. That's not for me. I was like, Pavna, I was on your side this whole time. And then I realized, like, what a weirdo Pubna is. Yeah. Then we cut to Neelam at home talking about peeing in bushes. Which you have. Yeah. <laughs> I need to talk about that because now I feel like whenever I watch an old Indian movie, I'm never gonna oh, get yes. the women. I was, I didn't know that. I'm like, if I watch Shole now, I'm gonna be thinking about like Amitabh, like just taking a piss in the woods, Which and like him and like happens. popping a squat.
1: I'm, I'm only thinking about the women. I don't care. The men are all peeing all over the place anyway. It doesn't matter. For the men, it's easy, okay?
0: You just pull it out and you pee. Wait, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Okay, so this happened to my cousin when he went to India in his, like, 20s. And so this is in the 90s. At some point, he went to he went to India. And he was out with his friends or whatever, and he really had to pee. And he asked his friend that he was with, I was like, do you know where I can go to a bathroom or whatever to pee? He was like, dude, this is India. You can just pee in any corner. Just, like, go yeah. and pee. And so my cousin went. Go behind a bush. bush. You just find a bush. Or, like, an alley, right? Like, yeah. you just go and pee in an alley. So he went into an alley and he peed and he was peeing and he was, the alley was in a slope and he didn't realize (laughs) that the end of the slope where he was peeing was somebody's house. Oh no. Like on that roof? No. What? What? Wait, so the alleyway
1: ended on the roof of a
0: house? No, what? no. The alleyway ended at the door doorway oh, okay. of somebody's okay. house. <laughs> I'm thinking a slope and it end in a house. No, no, no. It's like it's an alley. It's okay, like a it. And And my cousin is peeing against a wall. But the urine is obviously going down because <laughs> it's a slope. And he didn't realize that at the end of the slope was a door into somebody's home. Okay. and all of a sudden he like is being <laughs> the door opens up and it's an auntie and she starts yelling he's like tumara, tumara. like he started cursing she's like get the hell out of here like she started cursing at him and told him to get the hell out I was like oh
1: man yeah so this time i have another story of you know outdoor peeing in india <laughs> two years ago in december we went to india and we went to um we decided that as cousins, right, we are going to show up there um, in India and then we are all going to get into a, a few vans and take, go off on vacation on the mountains or something like that and just yeah. take over a house. And that's how we are going to vacation because we don't want to vacation in our cousin's house and put them out of, you know, Yeah, we'll go for long vacations and now yeah. you're like living with them. So it's like, uh, you know, we are going to do this. So we decided to do that and we got into the van and. Maya wanted to pee so badly. So I'm like, okay, go out and uh, pee behind a bush. And she's like, she went, that poor child went twice, made us stop and go twice. And she couldn't pee because uncomfortable. Was, she was uncomfortable. like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to I do get it. it. I don't know how to do it. I get it. And she refuses. She's like, I'll hold it in until we get to a place, like a coffee place or something. Because we are on the highway. So there's no yeah. other place. So you have to go to the next restroom rest area, right? So we were driving and then eventually she's like, No, you have to pull over. You have to pull- <laughs> her. So we pull over. And her girl cousins took her and took her behind a bush. And then I guess she peed because the girl cousin <laughs> who was standing next, she like screams from that she did it. <laughs> and then all <laughs> the all the cousins like from Seventeen to twelve. Everybody stood outside the window and started doing slow clapping as she walked. Oh my I love it. <laughs> and, and you okay. know Maya was two years younger, so she was she was so proud of herself. Oh my god! She did gosh. not take it as an embarrassing thing at all. She came back
0: beaming. She's like, "Yes, I did it." <laughs> that seems like something. Yeah. I get it. That's feel, like, that's feel, not embarrassing. She probably felt bad the whole time. She's like, I really need to pee and like I can't do it. Like she yeah. probably was under so much guilt. Yeah. Another side side note pee story. I was just weirdly having a conversation with my cousins about like mm-hmm. the weirdest places that we've ever peed or pooped or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like I've never really I've never done it outside because I'm like Maya where I can't Mm -hmm. but I remember being on a train once going from Faisalabad to Lahore in Pakistan when I was like nine or eight I had to pee really bad and I'm actually really good at holding my pee in like I just won't go but Mm -hmm. I was like I just really had to go and they had a bathroom and we had like a you know a cabin Mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of my family members and there was one bathroom there that we were all using so it wasn't like as gross as a train toilet you know in South Asia because not a bunch of randoms were using it, it was just yeah. us but it was still not great because it was of course the hole in the ground whereas yeah. it's not the ground ground it's the bottom of the train yeah so when you're peeing you're squatting on the floor and underneath you are the train tracks yes <laughs> i remember being so horrified and being like yeah, am I, I told my mom i may, made my mom come to the bathroom and i was like i need to hold on to you because i feel like i'm gonna fall down all train.
1: right no, it's scary. They're horrifying. Uh, they're the most horrible thing.
0: Well, Milam's peed a lot outside. Yes. Guys. Yes, That's what she tells us. <laughs> and again, it's the whole thing about her wanting to stay home and be a designer mm-hmm. or going uh. to movies. And this leads to her meeting with Ekta Kapoor, Ekta Kapoor, who is a producer, a massive big, big wig, another royal royal family member. Yeah uh she's a she's not related to sanjay she's another kapoor yeah but she is a massive producer and so she's meeting with Neelam, and Neelam says how she's insecure and she does not have the confidence that she did at 16 at her age now at 53 and then she's also talking about like oh well they offered me a role as somebody's mother yeah i'm like you're 53 what do you want to be a leading lady like what the hell are you looking for? I don't know. And, you
1: know, Ekta Kapo was like, okay, you want to feel younger? There's one of a woman in her, you know, in uh, 10 years into a bad marriage, having, you know, discover- rediscovering her sexuality or whatever. And Nilam is like,
0: and she was like she doesn't know how to answer that one it's like you don't want to talk and the thing is neelam has the opportunity in her 50s as like a person who i think is she would be loved Mm -hmm. she is beloved in bollywood she has the opportunity to come and make a movie about things that matter to women in their 40s and 50s in south asia things like bad marriages Mm -hmm. things like issues with like with their kids she could play a mother to a teenager in a Bollywood movie where the teen is coming out right like those are all roles that are possible for her but I don't think Neelam is looking for anything besides being a leading lady which yeah. confuses me because it's like Neelam just because Shah Rukh Khan is 54 and he's acting like he's 12 or right. he's acting like he's 21 doesn't mean that you should be doing the same thing right but at the same time I think to myself well if Salman Khan and Shah Rukh Khan can do this kind of nonsense then why right. can't Neelam just because she's right. a woman
1: but uh, mm-hmm. can I tell you there was a moment during that talk when Igba Kapoor was describing the project and she was talking about this two women who discover sexuality after 10 years of marriage. Yeah. Being in a heterosexual relationship. And then she's like, you have to decide whether it works for you mentally. If you can come through, you know, work through your mental issues to do this role right yeah for a second there I was like yeah 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 sure fine whatever and then suddenly it hit me Ekta Kapoor makes mainstream Bollywood masala movies and now mainstream Bollywood masala movies is exploring homosexuality yes because this kind of topic would have been something that only would be made by what uh, in Bollywood would be considered art movies so these are movies that are made with the artistic twist it's about complicated relationships no song and dance or even yep. a, you know there's some background music but it's not really a musical big musical that you think of and it's much mm-hmm. more proper dramas or whatever right so th- they were they are called art movies for the for the intellectual artistic types to watch exactly right so and then it suddenly hit me no she's talking about a mainstream. Movie talking about these things, and I was like, "Wow,
0: that's quite a change in the society there." So even Karan Johar, going back to him, Karan Johar is—he's the only openly gay person in Bollywood. And even his being openly gay, he never actually talks about it. He says he's been on record to say, "Everybody knows who I what I am, and I don't have to tell you. You should also know that what I am, I could be put in jail or murdered for being me." In yeah. the in the in the country I come from.
1: Yeah, it was homosexuality was considered a criminal until very recently, like literally last year. Okay? Yes. It w- and it was a ruling that was made during the British era, so Indian Penal Code, and that it is based on the English penal code and their laws that we that were just adopted and carried over without yes. any consideration. They just did a drag and drop into the <laughs> Indian Penal Code. Yeah, okay? they did. And so then there are these laws and they have been exploited to keep people down and, you know, exploit people. Yeah, Yeah, that's how those laws were created to exploit the Indian people. Right. So now the Indians are using the same laws to exploit each other. So so this was literally, there was a whole movement and that was decriminalized only last year. So this yes. is something
0: that would be a big deal to talk about sexuality. So bringing it back to Gurren Johar, he's the only gay man, and we've known forever, like anybody who saw Gurren Johar in the 90s, we're like, okay, yeah, that's a gay man. But Gurren yeah. Johar himself has, do- has made movies in the early 2000s where... Yeah there is entire joke plot lines about gay men, right? And it's, So upsetting because I have a friend who's gay. He's Pakistani and, you know, Muslim and everything. I asked him what he thought when he saw that. He said, well, you know, when I was growing up and I saw that, I thought to myself, oh, it's a joke. And what I am will always be a joke. And he said the worst thing about it was the fact that I knew that the person who had made the movie was gay. So it was like a gay man chose to make a a joke out of us. That goes to show you like really how much Bollywood has changed because back then, Garandahar would have never talked about like being gay. It's sexually, Yeah. You would never have talked about his sexuality. And that is how it was perceived for a long time. I mean, there's still a lot more work to do. But just a couple of years ago on the yeah. topic of the name Kapoor, I don't know how old this movie is, but there's a movie called Kapoor and Sons. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty mainstream movie. Like it has a lot of very mainstream songs. It has a lot yeah. of mainstream actors. But in the movie, they talk about a lot of things like a father having an affair and what that does to a family. But a big plot line in that movie is that one of the sons is gay. And they don't make a joke out of it. There's no goofy sounds in the background. It's like, he's gay. And that's just what it is. You know, and like, I know for that same friend, he told me, if I ever saw that actor, his name is Mm -hmm. Hawad Khan, he's actually Pakistani. He's like, if I ever saw that actor, I would straight up cry. yeah, Because seeing that as as a gay man was so powerful. And seeing that representation was so powerful. Yeah, And it's a shame that a gay man like I don't know, karen johar couldn't have done that for his community right but i'm glad that is making because, movies but like
1: there was also a moment so so this was very stood out for me is that neelam walks away from it and she's like if i have i don't know if i can do that if i can kiss another woman i don't know mm-hmm. and then the and the camera slowed down and paused on her and moved away and i was like karen johar yeah. is producing this and neelam is saying this
0: yeah I didn't know if the purpose of that pause was yeah. to make us be like, oh, is she actually going to do this? Or is the purpose of the pause to say, look how good Neelam is. She's never going to do something like that. Because, yeah. you know, Neelam has a squeaky clean image and kissing yeah. another woman is a dirty yeah. thing to do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. I read too much into that pause, but I was
0: like, mm. yeah, we're too woke for this show. Yeah, It's like, yeah. they don't care. They yeah. don't even know how epic people work, okay? <laughs> These people are not very bright. Yeah. So we're back to the ba- main fight. All of the all of Bollywood is talking about the big fight at Ministry of Grab. Grab between Seema and Bhavna. Guess what? Nobody's what? fucking talking about it, okay? There
1: Nobody wasn't talked. any big pull.
0: Nothing None. happened. What fight? No. no, nothing in the blogs. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we also find out that Seema's shop and Maheep's shop are in the same building. Right. So, so you get
1: dressed by Seema and then you get jewelries with, from heap.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's a great, it's a great plan.
1: Oh, the jewelry was so good. Do you think so? I, it was good. It was like, I like bridal kind of yeah. all the
0: Jumkas and all that. Yeah, I'm again, self-loathing South Asian. I like I don't, don't, don't like know. any of that. She My don't
1: like South Asian jewelry and the big Jumkas and the big things, heavy things? Uh- It's beautiful. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't wear them. I have some,
0: but I don't wear them. But it looks beautiful in that box. That's the thing. It's just beautiful in a box. It's a no for me, dog. Because you know (laughs) what? Um, And even actually my wedding jewelry was very simple. I purposely chose to not make it like so intense. Yeah, that's self loading. Yeah. And my mom was like, it's, I can't you know, just make it simple. That
1: goes, the artistry that goes into Indian Desi jewelry and you denied yourself that. and you Well, chose. no, I, I mean, do have,
0: I have a beautiful set for my wedding. It's okay. actually gorgeous, but mm-hmm. it's not that typical super heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the Joomar and the jumke and all that. Like I kept my stuff there. That's simple. all,
1: you know, for me that all of that is North Indian. I'm from South and we have a different kind of jewelry oh and it's not as heavy and there's not as much length but it is much more subtle and it's
0: it's a different kind yeah south indian jewelry is very different from north indian you know my family originally in india is from north india but my set is very simple and my mom was really upset because she was like i can't just give you one and i was like but i don't want all this gold Yeah, in American families or Western culture, you get your grandmother's jewelry, you get your grandmother's engagement ring, you get all this stuff. For our parents, they invest in gold and then they pass it to you. Like, you want to talk about like South Asian generational wealth? Yeah, that is. It it. comes from the gold.
1: Yes, it is used as you know. There is the concept of the Hajj and dowry, right? But it's it's a bad word in the sense that oh. Women have been killed for that, uh, yeah. you know, over over the years, you know. But the purpose of it was to make the woman self-sufficient. In financially case, stable. Financially yeah. stable in case the husband, in case they fell apart and she had to take care of herself because they w- she would not have many skills that would allow her to work in the regular workforce alongside men. And her skill set was mostly in the home. She had no means of generating wealth for herself and was dependent on the man. So this giving jewelry as presents and every time there is some kind of a big function, child's birth, engagement, marriage, you get jewelry and it's like 24 karat gold. And it's because that is your wealth that you're building that. And even in our in our legal system that wealth is if you had a divorce that wealth belongs to you you don't get to just you don't get to you know split that yeah that is considered a woman's wealth and that is not to be touched
0: yeah so like my mom for my wedding my brother's wedding whatever she would like go to her locker and take out her gold and figure out what she wants to like give to who and pat or like change it and make get it made into something else I know for a lot of people, they look at these like, you know, every other housewife in Bravo has a jewelry line, but these are not those kinds of jewelry lines. This is a very big deal. There, this is, There is an artisanal yeah. a- aspect of jewelry lines in India. Yeah. Similarly, yeah. actually, with clothing. Like, yeah. everybody's saying, oh, she's a fashion designer. It's not yeah. like fashion over here. It's not she by Share, Okay. yeah, <laughs> It's... It's not C by Cima, okay? Yeah. These are, there's like a, a major, yeah, there's just a, there's an art to it. Yeah. And there's, a, there's an attempt to like preserve culture there. Like, even yes. though I, for me, that jewelry is sitting in a locker and I'm really not gonna wear it, right. I know that that was for me, like, that was my mom's way of being like, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. I'm giving this to you. Yeah. It's, like, even for my brother, who I don't think is ever gonna get married because he's like not into it, my mom still has jewelry put aside because she's like, or oh, his pride. For his bride. And I'm always like, okay, but, like, if it doesn't go to his bride, like, obviously it's going to go to your only daughter, right? Yeah. And she's like, (laughs) no. You know what she says? She's like, no, it's going to go to my granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs>
1: but i i thought it was only in my south indian community but i didn't realize that it happens in pakistan too when you go from one generation to another you usually go to your and most families know of a jeweler that has served their family before them
0: yeah haroon jeweler from Karachi, yeah. bro yeah, you
1: know. you every, and they'll know your family history. You walk yes. into the shop, and they know you. They knew your their parent. Their his father knew your mother. His mother his his father knew your grandmother. You know his grandfather knew your grandmother. It's like they know the family. Yeah,
0: so and that's what, makes what it they like.
1: Do you just go and you give them gold, and you they'll weigh whatever your old gold piece was. Give you tell you how much w- the weight is. Then they'll go in the back. You come up with a design, they'll go in the bag, they'll melt that gold, make yeah. a new design. So you get an upgrade on your design. Yeah. And That's it's great. the same gold that was used because they have proof of melting it. They have proof of weight. They have proof of care. They have everything in there, like every little piece of evidence they'll give you that it was the same exact piece of gold that you're wearing again
0: now. Yes, exactly. And so when like Mahib says, like you don't know when she's telling Guyan, like you don't know about my clientele. She could very well have generations of people going to her because she comes from like, she comes from like an aristocrat family. So I'm pretty sure that she's you know familiar with how to manage that kind of goal Yeah, people have their family jewelry. I didn't think about it until right now, and that is really special. Right. I'm still not going to wear it. Look, it's just not my style. It's just yeah.
1: All you have to do is mess it down and make your own
0: style. (laughs) It's all very
1: personal, you know, jewelry designs. So any he could be a
0: jewelry designer. Exactly. So back to this fight. (laughs) Yes. So Maheep goes to Sima and they're having a post-mortem, which is like, again, such a Desi term.
1: Yeah, was it before this scene or before?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Finish this. Yeah. Wait, what else? What happened?
1: No, it was just something I noticed in the interstitial. What is that? It stops at this board that says, "If you throw mud at someone, you lose, <laughs> you only lose ground." <laughs> it was so profound, I had to stop.
0: It was in English What? It was English I and totally it was so profound that. Did you see it? Here's the thing. like, can we translate this into Hindi and figure out what this means? I tried. Why do we do this? Like, why do I they say why? It? And also, why it's like, it looks like, you know, it looks like, you know, those memes you see of like cool churches. Right. Like cool churches with like a fun saying, like right. hip saying. That's right. like what this is. Right.
1: What is this intersection? There's nothing there. There's like a half board. That board
0: has fallen off. It's near St. It Saint- say- oh, you know what? That- you know my what? Board. No, it does say it's near St. Andrew's Church in Bandra.
1: Oh, so this is a
0: cool church. This is a cool Indian church that has a sign that is perplexing. Well, speaking of mud slinging, yeah, mud slinging that's Mm -hmm. what
1: mud slinging is what he's trying to say. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they're basically just saying, like, oh, when you sling mud at people, Mm -hmm. the only thing you're losing, you're losing ground, is basically you're losing ground. You're losing ground. Yep. You're losing ground, like the oh my god, India! You're <laughs> killing me. <laughs> oh. I bet it moved a few hearts,
1: though. There were people who were like, "That's profound." Yeah,
0: because to lose ground means like to fall behind, right? To uh, to fail an argument, you're
1: failing your stand. You don't have oh ground, underneath god. you so you fail to stand on your uh, on your argument on your convictions.
0: I am. Shook right now. <laughs> you know what? That church, w- that makes sense to be outside of a church now. Oh, it's yeah. all, all the dots are connecting. That's so funny.
1: But that one little scene had me cr- laughing. <laughs> right.
0: I hope that they keep changing the sign. And like, that's just something that we always cut we to. We look, the show. For, we look for, right? Yeah, It'll exactly. That. It'll be our, um. what is it called? Easter eggs. Yes, that'll be our little Easter egg yeah okay so maheep and seema are talking and bhavna and neelam are talking and they're both they're both these two different people are or different sets of scenes are to show Mm -hmm. post-mortem which is like again such a desi and so insensitive so insensitive.
1: So (laughs) insensitive there are people there are dead humans under post-mortem right now.
0: Yes. Why do we say this? And it's like a term that I've heard my whole That's life. Again, British English. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, they just
1: kept to they just kept those terms because your grandfather used them. It literally means like
0: post death. Mm -hmm. it's like an autopsy so
1: yeah it's an autopsy that's what they're trying to say but then autopsy of what the fight of their relationship of the
0: argument of the fight and it's yeah yeah the
1: whole purpose of this autopsy is to make it
0: alive again (laughs) exactly exactly they're digging they're digging up dirt to lose ground yeah yeah (laughs) So Seema says the thing that made her the most upset was when she says, I'm not supposed to clean up your dirty work. And Seema's like, how would you have reacted if somebody said that to you? Yeah. And Pavna, on the other side is explaining something to Neelam. And Neelam is like, oh, well, Pavna is just misunderstood. And like, the thing is, I don't think that people are misunderstood Mm -hmm. independently of anything. I think that you have to, when people are misunderstood, you have to take some ownership there. Because- It's up to you to make people understand what it is that you're saying. Yeah. And if you can't figure that out, then you are misunderstood because of who you are. Yeah. You have to own it. Own it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whose side are you on in the stupid fight?
1: In this stupid fight? I'm on um, I'm on Seema's side. Yeah, me too. I like Seema. This episode was fun to learn. You know, Seema is so loving to her son.
0: Oh, yeah. Johan. Johan. I was like, yeah. the only Johan, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> From New York. It was the exact opposite of the, that, Johan.
1: Yeah, but
0: it was so touching. Yeah, and I guess I we do like find she, out that they are, are separated. I feel,
1: yeah, I feel like she's She's doing very well, considering she's basically being a single mom. Yes, and running a business while her, her estranged husband is right across the street in a different
0: apartment. I thought. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really like Seema. And you know what? This episode, her eyebrows didn't seem that crazy to me. You're getting used to it. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they like really drum up drama at the end of this by being like, I guess we have to hear both sides of the story. Like, you guys are so corny. Yeah. I love it. Keep dishing it out. Yeah.
1: It was good. It was good. I'm liking these characters. They
0: like they feel so innocent. They do. They seem like baby housewives. Yeah, yeah. they're like baby housewives. You they're know what like they kind many. of remind me of? Yeah. They kind of remind me of definitely early on New York and definitely like early on Beverly Hills. Yeah. Without the abuse and alcoholism. And I stuff.
1: think it's more Jersey. Without Daniel's stop drama. It's like if you took yes. the first season of uh, uh, Jersey, yes. you took Daniel's top storyline completely out. Daniel wasn't part of it. Yes. That's how it would have been. Like their family, they have a lot of issues, but they have like pushed it deep down and they don't want to address it or talk about it. They're being so nice and civil to each other. They're all basically nice people. And at some point have told their secrets. All of them have said told the secret to Curran. And Curran is going to... current just realize. wait a minute. There are all these elephants in the room that they have yeah. not been addressing. Yes. If I made them address, there would definitely be drama.
0: I also think uh, it reminds me of early season's Beverly Hills. Because they were all being so polite to each other. Yeah. But, like, they all actually secretly had a lot of agendas. Yeah. I wonder who kyle i mean maheep is gonna try to get kicked off the show no i'm liking maheep i, I want know i'm joking of, i want to She still I, reminds I, me of kyle but i also loved kyle in the beginning so
1: I, i'm thinking of her more like um well
0: no she's not leah black either you know i never really watched miami what i know what i know i know all right well that's it for this episode of bollywood wives yeah we finally have some drama Yes, and it's very straight straightforward. We that abuse can mean a lot of different things. And it, and yeah. also, anybody is wondering why South Asians wouldn't understand how epipens work? Because typically, when kids have allergies and stuff, they just ignore you. They're like, yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, there's no problem. He'll there's be fine. Benadryl. There's Benadryl in the cabinet. Yeah, go take a Benadryl and shut the fuck up i have a cousin like poor thing she's allergic to mosquito bites like when she gets bit by a mosquito her yeah. arms will swell up yeah and every single time she'll so in the summertime she literally walks around with bug spray in her purse so yeah. she's outside she's just constantly spraying herself and i was like Aisha, why are you doing so much drama yeah. Like you're fine it's just a bug bite who cares yeah and she's like you motherfuckers yeah. You don't understand what happens to me after I get bit by a mosquito. I have a bad reaction. Maya has that.
1: So what happens is every time we go to India, she gets bitten by mosquitoes. And then that spot never heals and it swells up. like little. It's like huge, big belts of mosquito bites. And then she, it gets itchy and she scratches and, you know, it gets really bad.
0: Yeah. Most yeah. of the time when somebody is sick, brown people really don't take it very seriously. No. Until all you of a think, sudden they're like, okay, "Are you dying, yeah, 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 exactly. If you're dying
1: is there's nothing I can do about it, so sorry, yeah." <laughs> you know what it is it's like so like you many. Know how many people are afraid of going to the doctor because they only go, the only time they have watched anybody in their family go to the doctor is just before they died
0: exactly and why did that person only go to the doctor <laughs> right before they died is because they were already dying because they didn't go yes to the doctor already early. dying so they went to the doctor that
1: they and then they died and now the doctor has you know it has a bad name he's like oh you go to that doctor you die
0: <laughs> yeah exactly Exactly. But
1: my, I'm like, you didn't go when you could have been saved. You yeah. went when you were on the very last leg. Why are people like this? Uh, I, I mean,
0: when somebody as wealthy and and rich as Mahip doesn't yeah. understand that EpiPens are not just for heart attacks, I don't even yeah. know what that means. Um, yeah. Then, then you know, as a society, we've got a, a long way to go. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for this episode. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at The I'm Reality. Looking forward podcast. to episode four. I'm going to eat it up. That's it for us. Bye. Bye.